0: Enjoy the message. Have your Bible with you this morning. Go ahead and turn to the Gospel of Mark. The Gospel of Mark, chapter 14. And you can go ahead and mark verse 27. We'll take off here in just a minute. The Gospel of Mark. Chapter 14, verse 27. The title of my message today is singing that song, Bring All Your Failures. It's amazing how the Lord works. The title of my message today is Failure is Not Final. Failure is not final. God is able to do all things. Amen. How many of you this morning are thankful that failure is not final? Praise the Lord. Every hand in here should go up that we praise the Lord for that. So, Father, we praise you and thank you for your word. And, God, thank you for your presence in this place today. Here together as we worship you and magnify your name. Thank you for hearing our prayers and answering our prayers. And, Lord, I just ask you for your help right now. God, I ask for your anointing. God, I pray that you would just speak to us and draw us near to you. God, help us to respond to your word. And God, we praise you that your word never returns void. And we're believing, God, for a fruitful work to be accomplished today. That, God, that people will walk in freedom. And they'll come back up out of failure. And they'll have their eyes on you, Jesus. The author and finisher of our faith. We love you, Lord. And we need you more than ever. And It's in your precious name we pray. And all of God's people said Amen. Amen. Come on, one more time. Let's praise the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. Let me ask you a question this morning, which I already know the answer. How many of y'all are thankful this morning for the light bulb? Come on. <laughs> thankful for the light bulb. We have lights in here today, lights I can, you can see. I read a story recently that I want to share with you here. I'm talking about failure is not final. Now, we know that Thomas Edison invented the light bulb. The story I read was pretty, pretty powerful. We know he invented the light bulb in 1879, 1879, the year Randy King was born, 1879. Back then in 1879, they didn't have uh, mass production, so each bulb had to be created separately. Thomas Edison and his colleagues, they worked 24 hours straight just to put together one light bulb. And the story goes that when Edison was finished with that light bulb, that he gave it to a young boy to deliver upstairs to another part of Edison's workshop. And, and the young boy, he carried it step by step, very cautiously, watching watching his hands and terrified of dropping this treasure. But when he got to the top of the stairs, The poor boy dropped it. It took Edison and his colleagues another 24 painstaking hours to create a second light bulb. Tired and and ready for a break, Edison needed the bulb carried upstairs again. Guess who he asked to deliver it? He gave it to the same young boy who who dropped the first bulb, but this time the boy took the second bulb and he made it to the top. That's how the story goes. And I want to tell you this morning that there was a light bulb moment in the Bible. A light bulb moment in the Bible. The light bulb was dropped by a young man named Peter when he denied Jesus three times at the most critical moment of his life. This was a light bulb moment for Peter. He dropped He dropped the bulb when he denied Christ three times. Let me ask you this morning Have you ever dropped a light bulb? Let me ask it another way. Have you ever failed the Lord? Have you ever failed the Lord? I know I have many times. I have failed. In fact, I failed last night. Let me tell you what happened. Dear brother, dear sister, about 8.30 sent me a text. They were coming from Goldsboro all the way back home, and they were coming near my house, and they were going to drop off a special treat. And he sent a text with with a Krispy Kreme donut dripping glaze. How does it always go to Krispy Kreme? And I, I took those donuts in the house and they were there on the bar and I'm looking at them and I'm thinking, it's almost nine o'clock at night. I got to sleep well. We got services tomorrow. I don't need this donut. And then the next thing I know, I don't know, I blacked out. I don't know what happened. And, and there was glaze on my hands and glaze on my lips. I failed. I failed. But the truth is we all fail the Lord. Failure failure is a part of life. Everyone is going to experience failure. So what happens when we fail the Lord? Do, do we make promises that we'll never do it again? Or, or do when we, fail, when we fail the Lord, do we, do we have a pity party? Uh, do we allow the devil to take us on a guilt trip? Uh, do, we, do we walk away from Christ and do we, do we stay down the rest of our life? Or, or do we just give up when we fail? Or, or do we get back up? Because getting back up is, is, uh, from failure is the key. Getting back up from failure is the key. And sadly, not everyone does that. Not everybody gets back up but the Lord has sent me here today to tell you that for your failure not to be final you need to get back up and get going with Jesus again your failure is not final unless you quit unless you give up, unless you stay down and Peter is a reminder of all of us that no matter who we are listen, Peter was close to Jesus he was a follower of Christ he was a leader amongst the 12 disciples and Peter, he failed the Lord and if Peter can fail the Lord then we can fail the Lord and we read about this, this failure in the, uh, Mark 14. Let me read to you verse 27 through 31. Follow along with me. Jesus was speaking to his followers, his disciples, and he says, You will all fall away. You will all fall away. Wouldn't that be something to good to hear from the Lord when he's talking to you? You're, you're going to fall away. And he says, For it is written, I will strike the shepherd, and the sheep will be scattered. But after I have risen, I will go ahead of you into Galilee. Peter declared, even if all fall away, I will not. i tell you the truth, Jesus answered. Today, yes, tonight, before the rooster crows twice, you yourself will disown me three times. But Peter insisted emphatically, even if I have to die with you, I will never disown you. And all the others said the same so it wasn't just Peter but it was all those disciples who made that declaration but Peter here he makes this bold statement and then he goes into this garden we uh, dramatized that last Sunday from the Easter services where they all went into the garden of Gethsemane to pray and Peter is there and then Judas comes and betrays Jesus and Jesus is led away and uh, interrogated by the high priest and the religious leaders And during this time, when all this is going on with Jesus, where's Peter? Well, we find him in verse 66 of Mark 14. While Peter was below in the courtyard, one of the servant girls of the high priest came. When she saw Peter warming himself, she looked closely at him. You also were with that Nazarene Jesus, she said, but Peter, he denied it. I don't know or understand what you're talking about he said and went out into the entryway when the servant girl saw him there she said again to those standing around this fellow is one of them and again he denied it and after a little while those standing near to Peter surely you're one of them for you're a Galilean he began to call down curses on himself and he swore to them I don't know this man you're talking about and immediately the rooster crowed the second time And the word of the Lord says, Then Peter remembered the word Jesus had spoken to him. Before the rooster crows twice, you will disown me three times. And Peter broke down and he wept. You know what we have here? Peter dropped the light bulb. Peter dropped the light bulb. Peter failed the Lord. In fact, Peter, he failed the Lord on several occasions. If you you study the life of Peter, you know he failed the Lord when when he was called out of the boat and he began to walk on water and he took his eyes off of Jesus and he began to sink. Peter failed the Lord when the Lord asked him to pray and instead of praying, we know that he fell asleep. Peter failed the Lord when he took matters into his own hand and pulled out a sword and cut off the ear of the servant of the the high priest. Peter failed the Lord when he deserted Jesus and then he followed him at a distance, the Bible says. Peter failed when he denied Jesus three times. Wouldn't you say this morning that Peter had an impressive resume of failures? The truth is, we all have an impressive resume of failure. We all, everybody in here, we've all dropped the light bulb. No one in this church is perfect. The only one in the church is perfect is the head of the church, and his name is Jesus Christ. No one in this church is perfect In in fact, we're all going to have times in our life where we experience failures. I don't care who you are. There's going to be times that you're going to you're going to drop the bulb. You're going to fail the Lord. You're going to have some messes in your life from time to time. It's going to happen. And when it does happen, when failure does come, it hurts. It's painful. Failure makes you feel defeated. It makes you feel discouraged. And and guess what? When failure comes, the devil will come right there in the midst of that failure and he'll try to magnify that failure and he'll try to convince you by whispering lies into your ear that God does not love you and that God can never use you again. The devil will come and he'll begin to whisper these things and tell you there's no hope for you. He'll try to use your failures and to use those things in your past, the failures, the falls, the flaws. He'll try to use it all to, to hold you captive uh, for the rest of your life. Does anybody know what I'm talking about? And the devil will make you think that failure is final. But how many of you know this morning that the devil is a liar? Your failure is not final. It's never over with Jesus Christ because Jesus' mercies are new every day. He makes all things new. You might have taken a fall. You might have failed. But the Lord can pick you back up, and he can get you going again. Just look to him and call on him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Don't allow the devil who's the accuser of the brethren, a father of lies, don't allow him to magnify those failures and cause you to have a pity party and to, and to drift away from Christ and to distance yourself from Christ. Allow that time to draw near to the Lord and ask him to restore you and help you. Can you imagine? Just think about it a minute. If you were to put yourself in Peter's place, he had denied Jesus three times and after he denied him three times, we know that Jesus goes to the cross and he's crucified. He's killed. And, and that's all Peter knows. He says, the, the, the one, the Lord that I have followed, he's been arrested. I denied him three times and now he's been killed. You, you have to think in your mind that Peter uh, had a heart that was saying, you know, life was not supposed to go this way. Things were not supposed to, to go like this. If, if, if Peter was probably saying, you know what, if I could just go back, if I could just go back to that one place, if I could go back to that one moment, and if I could just uh, have that chance to do things different or have a do-over, how many of you would love to go back and have some things done over again? Okay, the rest of you are lying in the name of Jesus. I think all of us would love to have that opportunity where we could go back in time and if we could do things different, do things over again. I can think of places along the way in my life, man, if I could just go back and have a do-over again. And some of you have walked in here this morning and, and you're in that same place. You wished you could go back. You wished you could make things different. Listen, but the truth is, we can't go back. All we can do now is get back up and go with Jesus. That's all you can do is just get back up and go with Jesus. And I want everybody to get up this morning and go with Jesus. You may have walked in with some failures today, but I believe the Lord wants to pick you up and take you forward in the name of the Lord. So what can we learn here from Peter? to help us to get back up from our failures. The first thing we need to learn to be able to get back up from our failures is we need to look away from self. Look away from self. We live in a selfie world. Amen. Peter's problem was he was overconfident in himself. Well, why would you say that? Well, listen to what Peter said. He, he bragged in himself. He bragged on himself. Peter says, even if everyone else deserts you, I never will. Peter went on to say, even if I, I have to die with you, I will never deny you, Lord. Peter was prideful. He was the I in pride. Peter failed the Lord because he was acting and reacting in his flesh. I don't mean the skin. I mean that that human nature, that sin nature. It, it, that means that he was depending on his own human strength and his own human willpower, rather than the power of God. Peter Peter was looking to self for strength and power. When he looked to himself for strength and power, the result was Peter denied the wrong person. Peter denied Jesus when he should have denied himself. You remember what Jesus said about following him, right? I shared this just a few weeks ago. Jesus tells us if we're going to follow him, we must deny who? Ourselves. If anyone would come after me, Jesus said, he must deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. Jesus requires self to be denied if we're going to follow him. And Peter's problem was he was was looking to himself to be able to carry out the will of God and he was very prideful he was very prideful he made it all about himself friend if you're walking with the Lord and it's all about you instead of him there's some problems you're going to eventually fall If your walk is all about you and you and you and what you can do and it's never about giving him the glory, him the praise, leaning on him, trusting in him, there is going to be a fall. There's going to be a failure. Prideful people will fall. Prideful people will fail. And the reason I say that is because of what the writers of Proverbs says in Proverbs 16, 18, that pride goes before destruction, a haughty spirit before a fall. Paul said in 1 Corinthians 10, 12, if you think you're standing firm, be careful that you don't fall. Hear me right here, please. Friend, listen, if you, if you get to the place and you think you have it all together and you think you have figured it all out and when you think you can do it all on your own, you're setting yourself up for a fall and for a failure. One of my favorite verses It's Galatians 6 3. Listen to what Paul says. If anyone thinks he is something when he is nothing, he deceives himself. Let me read that to you again. If anyone thinks he is something when he is nothing, he deceives himself. To get back up from failure, the first thing you must do is realize you're a nothing. Why don't you look to, your, look to your neighbor and say, you're a nothing. <laughs> How encouraging is the preacher today? You're nothing. But when you're a nothing, God makes you into something. And apart from Christ, the Bible says apart from Christ, we can do nothing. Apart from Christ, we can do nothing. And I believe that the Lord, He will allow us to fail when we do things in our own strength so we can learn that it's only by His power that we can stand firm and that we can overcome. The Bible says, Be strong in the Lord and mighty in His power. Be strong in the Lord and mighty in His power. Don't look to self. Self is weak. Self will let you down. Self is prideful. Look to Jesus. Look to the Lord. Apart from Christ, we can do nothing. Without Jesus, we're nothing. And that's why we need to get back up from failure and we need to look away from self and we need to look to Jesus. This story here about Peter is recorded in all the Gospels. But if you were to look in the Gospel of Luke and he tells about this event here where Peter denied Christ, did you know the Bible says that when when Peter when he denied the Lord and the, and the rooster crowed in Luke's version he says that the Lord looked at Peter they, there, was, there, was a, there was a stare down they were looking at each other and that encourages me because when you're dealing with failure in your life in your life, you need, to, you need to know today that you need to look to Jesus stop focusing stop focusing on the failure stop looking at the failure stop looking at that and get your eyes on Jesus and no matter how terrible the failure might be, you need to keep looking to Jesus because he's the king of kings. He's the Lord of lords. We might fail the Lord, but he'll never fail us. You need to look to the one that can lift you up from your fall. Psalm 145, 14 says, the Lord upholds those who fall and he lifts up those who are bowed down. You might have walked in this morning and all you can see are the, are the failures, failures, all the falls, all the flaws in your life, that's all you can see. And the Lord saying, hey, get your eyes off of that. Get your eyes on me. I'm the one that can lift you up. I know you're bowed down. I know you're broken, but let me pick you up and I'll get you going again. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Don't allow your failures to, to cause you to look away from Jesus. The worst thing that we can do when we fail or fall is to take our eyes off of Jesus and you need to remember this friend when you when you have a failure in your life don't ever forget this Jesus loves you the Bible says that God loved us that even while we were yet sinners Christ died for us and that tells me that when he looks at you when he looked at Peter he looked with eyes of tenderness it was eyes of compassion it was eyes of love it was eyes of mercy. It was eyes of grace. And I'm here to tell somebody this morning that your failure is not final because Jesus is looking at you, and he's looking at you with tenderness. He's looking at you with mercy. He's looking at you with grace, and he wants to pick you back up. He wants to make all things new in your life. He wants to restore you back to where you were. All you need to do is get your eyes on him, call on him, and take his hand, and go walking with him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We need to look to Jesus and we need to look with tears of repentance. We need to look with tears of repentance. Verse 72 says that Peter broke down and wept. The Passion Translation says it like this. Peter burst into tears. Our tears should move us to real repentance. 2 Corinthians 7.10 says this right here godly sorrow brings repentance godly tears godly sorrow brings repentance that leads to salvation and leaves no regret but worldly sorrow brings death the Bible says that Peter broke down there was godly tears there was godly sorrow he broke down he, 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 he burst into tears and let me just tell you friend it should break us down when we fail the Lord We should feel convicted when we fail the Lord. It should break us down when we fail the Lord. Our breakdown from our failures should move us to tears of repentance. Not repentance like the man I recently read about. This man felt convicted for lying on his last tax return. Some of y'all are doing taxes right now. So he wrote this letter to the IRS. Dear IRS, Enclosed, you'll find a check for 150 dollars. I cheated on my income tax return last year, and I've not been able to sleep ever since. If I still have a trouble sleeping, I'll send you to rest. <laughs> Lord, help the preacher. I hope none of you have had no sleepless nights. I don't think this man's breakdown led to true tears of repentance. Psalm 51 says, A broken and contrite heart, O God, you will not despise. Peter's tears led to his repentance, which led to his restoration. Friend, listen, please. When we we have failed the Lord, we need to confess to him our sins and and turn away from our sin. 1 John 1.9 says, If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just and will forgive us of our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. Listen, we have all failed God. And I tell you that because the Bible says we've all sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. And sinners need a savior. And his name is Jesus, the Son of God. And Jesus can forgive you of your sins. Jesus can give you new life. Jesus can give you another chance. Jesus can give you a fresh start. Jesus can give you a new beginning. It all starts when you repent of your sins and receive Christ into your life. It was a new day for Peter. When that rooster crowed, that was a symbol of a new day. It was a new day for Peter. It can be a new day for you when you receive Jesus Christ and repent of your sin. It can be a new day for you. Some of you walked in and and you have been captive to your failures uh, for a long time and the devil has taken you on a shame trip, a guilt trip, and that's all you can see right now is the failure, but the Lord is speaking to you today by the power of the Holy Spirit, and he's saying, if you will repent, and you'll receive me and return back to me, I will restore you, and I'll put you back on your feet again. You don't have to stay down. You can get going and and live for me and be used by me for my glory. Come on. Praise the Lord. It's a new day. It can be a new day. I love Mark sixteen seven. And the reason I know it's a new day for Peter, he's repented. The Bible says that when some of the followers of Christ arrived at the empty grave on Easter, the, the angels said to the disciples, said go tell or, excuse me, said go tell the disciples and Peter that Jesus has risen. Why in the world would the Lord mention Peter's name here? Just allowing us to know that Peter still loves the Lord still loves Peter even after he failed. I'm still planning on using Peter even though he failed. Go tell the disciples and Peter. Go tell Peter. Go tell Peter I'm giving him another light bulb to carry. Go tell Peter his failure has not disqualified him from being used for my glory. Go tell Peter I still love him. Go tell Peter it's a new day. Go tell Peter I'm still in control and go tell Peter his failure is not final. You go tell Peter that I'm about to restore him and we're going to see God do a great work through him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. (laughs) Jesus has the power to restore you. He has the power to restore your marriage. He has the power to restore your, your uh, family, restore your finances, restore your body. He has the power to help you and to heal you. Listen to me, friend. This morning with God, there is always another chance. There's always another chance with the Lord. You walked in today and you felt like you're at the bottom and you're, you're bowed down, you're broke down, and your you're, you're failure is all you see, friend. Listen, it can be a new day with Jesus. Somebody here today, you may need a second chance. You may need a third chance, a fourth chance, a 50th chance. But thank the Lord, there's always another chance with him. People may give up on you, but the Lord will never give up on you. And Jesus had a plan for Peter to give him a hope and give him a future, and the Lord's not done with you. He's still got a plan for you to give you a hope and a future. You may have walked in today and you have failed the Lord. You have failed the Lord. And my encouragement to you is the Lord is merciful. He is the great restorer. He's not finished with you because he makes all things new. He's not finished with you. If you have failed God, you need to get up, take him by the hand, go with him, repent of your sin, and let him begin to take that failure and make something beautiful out of it. Hallelujah. God can do it. I had debated on showing this or not, but I want you to put that, uh, that piece of pottery up there. I think, yeah, it's not the best image. Pastor Kevin, if you'll come. There is a artwork, a process, if you will, that's done with pottery. I'm not really familiar with it, but I know in my research, that the Japanese pottery is some of the most valuable pottery in the world. And what makes it so valuable is because that pottery at one time, it took a fall. It took a fall and it, and it broke into pieces. And it looked like because it was broken to pieces and shattered that there would never be any kind of use for that piece again. But here's what makes it so valuable. These experts in Japan, they, they have figured out this process where they can take real gold and, and liquefy it and use it as an epoxy, a bond, and they can take those broken pieces and they can put it all back together and it's held by gold. So what happens is that piece of pottery that was valuable is even more valuable now because it's actually uh, held together by gold. And man, when I was reading that and that process, and I wished I could pronounce some of those where you wouldn't even want me to try. But what's powerful and what what hit me about that was, is you know, it looked like it was over. There's a piece of pottery right there, and it looks like it's over, and it's broken to all kinds of pieces. But there's somebody that can take that gold and liquefy it, and they can begin to put them pieces back together something that can be used again something that's more valuable than it was before and man I'm just telling you the preacher kicked in and it's like man you know we we walk in and all those broken pieces represent all the failures in our life I mean man just piece after piece where I failed the Lord here I dropped the bulb here it's a it's a it's a broken bulb but the Lord not through liquid gold but through his blood and what he did on the cross at Calvary he he's the he's the master and he began he can take those broken pieces and he can begin to put them all back together again and he can hold it up and, and He can make it a masterpiece is what the Bible says we are. We're His masterpiece and He can put it all back together and He can make us more valuable than we ever were because the Bible says we were bought at a high price through the shed blood. So now that we've been bought at a high price, we're more valuable than we've ever been. But God can take those failures and He can use it for His glory and some of you need to know that this morning you felt like you've walked in and you're broken to pieces because of failure after failure after failure you need to let the Lord begin to put you back together again restore you listen, don't let the devil lie to you your failure is not final you get back up with the Lord's help he's the Lord who upholds you those that have fallen he's the Lord that takes you by the hand and lifts up those that are bowed down don't walk around Uh, bow down anymore don't walk around at the bottom the Lord is saying to you today get back up I can put the pieces together you can be used listen I'm putting a light bulb back in your hand again you carry that light bulb I'm going to use you it's a new day it's not over for you come on hallelujah hallelujah